What is up, everybody? Welcome back to today's news tonight. Happy Friday, happy Black Friday. This is episode 161 of your favorite weeknight news show where we talk about the top five stories of the day. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Ash Paulson in the upper left, Derek Bittner in the lower right with those bedroom eyes on. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> Hello, good people. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little more relaxed of a uh, episode today. How are you guys doing? How are your holidays? I am so full. <laughs> I've been eating and eating and eating. I had to, I, I lost a notch. <laughs> wow. Nice. So now you I, and Minecraft uh... have something in common. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, <laughs> nice. Well, well, well said. Uh, I am only a little up, like halfway through my Thanksgiving plan. So yesterday on actual Thanksgiving, uh, my wife and I went to go hang out with her parents and just have a nice, you know, Thanksgiving lunch. Um, we watched a photo, like a photo album of her dad's recent birthday. That was nice. Just nice and chill. Had a little wine. Uh, and then today I'm working and we're doing TNT and stuff. But then tomorrow my wife and I are going to hang out with my parents for, you know, a day of Thanksgiving feasting and watch a couple of movies and all that good stuff. So nice. I'm right in the middle of my Thanksgiving plans right now. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm yeah. still up with my, I went, we went up to visit my family uh, and uh, had Thanksgiving uh, meal with my dad's side uh, are staying over at my mom's side. So we've been seeing them a lot and uh, they're off <clears throat> visiting other family right now. So we, uh, Amy, I, Amy, Kai, and I had the house to ourselves. Uh, but, you know, Kai can get kind of loud. So I needed to be separate. <laughs> so that's why I'm in the bedroom here. Nice. Um, and tomorrow will be really nice because uh, my mom is going to be watching Kai for the night. And Amy are, and I are going to be getting our first date night in a year <laughs> it has wow. to be in a year We're, yeah Jeez. it's it's been a year or something like that because we just don't have family around and it's hard to go out and you know with the the pandemic and all that stuff it's hard to actually get out and do stuff so we're actually going to go see Encanto tomorrow, the new Disney nice. film. Oh, I want to see it. I want to see It looks that. really good. Looks I've heard great. good things. That yeah. It's really really awesome. I want to see that. I want to start watching Hawkeye. Um I'm, one thing I, I have just, been doing, no. I guess though really quickly this reminds me because I just said Hawkeye. Uh, I have uh, I, I finished Kena Bridge of Spirits a couple of days ago. Enjoyed it. Fun game. But in my continuing quest to play as many games as I can, 2021 games as I can, before our end of year discussions, I moved right on to Guardians of the Galaxy. Got it for 30 bucks, half off, right, uh, at Target for Black Friday. And I just started it. It's fun so far. And, man, the banter, you guys, between the Guardians <laughs> is so on point. And it's just reinforcing the fact that I think Drax is my favorite Marvel character, period, like ever. He's just the best. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's I, definitely a good character. I've great. heard good things, and it's it's already going on sale quite a bit. And um, I, I've I, as uh, as Bolt Mouse X in the YouTube chat mentions, Neo: The World Ends with You is on sale at Walmart for fifteen dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, which, uh, yeah, Steve, I might that kind of has to, to that stings a little for us, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does because I haven't played that game. <laughs> But I, I haven't had much time to, to play it either. I yep. might need to pick. I up paid more bucks. than full price because I had the promise yeah. of playing it early, and yep. then they took it away, and then that didn't happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Should have should have waited. I wish I'd had the foresight to realize that they were, you know, the game was going to dramatically drop in price, which is a story. I don't know if we covered it earlier in the week, but like Square Enix, like was like, yeah, it didn't perform to our expectations, but it was also revealed that they really didn't market the game at all. They didn't do anything with the <laughs> they game. They didn't I, do much. 
I, I, as yeah. somebody pointed out, at E3, they gave it like five seconds of footage and yep. meanwhile spent 30 minutes on Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, which, that's a shame. It, it, they let, they send it, it out to much. die. Yeah. Yeah. Much, which is yeah. unfortunate. But 15 because... bucks, that's an easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy I would purchase, absolutely yeah. recommend. Yeah. Totally get it now. Um, if you if you're interested, because I've had some people tell to me that's it's their game of the year. Wow, uh, I, I've uh... heard some people say it's their soundtrack of the year for sure, and that doesn't, oh, that doesn't surprise, surprise me. me. Because, yeah, you know, the world ends with you has great music in general, but uh, I might have to try and snag that. What I have not been able to snag, sadly, is you guys. I tried. I have been trying to get an Xbox Series X, and it just hasn't happened yet, sadly. But I'm, I'm going to keep trying. But no uh if if i am able to be able to play halo infinite for our ep stream this sunday it will not be through a console it would be through uh much you know like through browser like you were saying steve not mm-hmm. not the best experience necessarily but i'm still trying i'm gonna get one as soon as i can nice i nice. downloaded yeah. halo infinite before i left and i have yet yet to play it so i am gonna be whoo rusty nice. That's that's all right. Um, we're we're all yeah kind of newbies here. Exactly. I, like Brandon's going to slaughter all of us. He is playing competitive ranked all day every day. So oh, <laughs> I don't anticipate being able to survive <laughs> I, against I him. Don't know if my quake skills are going to transfer over. <laughs> you never know. Hopefully not know. for our, for the rest of our sakes. I know. Uh, speaking of Black Friday, I think we did uh, really quickly. Steve uh, want to give a quick shout out and thank you to all of you incredible, incredibly heroic retail workers who are having Mm. to do the black friday thing you are in the line of fire you're on the front lines dealing with unruly customers and all the usual black friday bullshit just know that we love you we hear you we wish you could be here just watching the show and chilling we love you and thank you for doing all you do and working so hard in retail we just want to let you know Mm -hmm. we love you we're sending you all our good vibes yeah, Absolutely. yeah, one hundred percent. You know, real quick, uh, Jaden Buck apparently was in. I think it's New York where they do the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Saw them in person. Yeah. Saw, saw Sonic. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, Jacob nice. Tucker wishing everyone a, a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, my favorite food or, or tradition around Thanksgiving is just pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. Oh, uh, yeah. We had a really good leftover my, uh... pumpkin pie tonight. <laughs> mm. My favorite is probably uh, we do a lot of uh, like Southern. My, my mom is from the South, so she moved like when she was super early uh, or super young uh, out to L.A. But uh, she's from the South, and so she has a few Southern recipes she brings back every year for Thanksgiving. And she makes the best green bean casserole and corn Ooh. pudding casserole. You, it's so good. I, I can't. I had that and I, both <laughs> up up here, so I'm, I'm I can testify yeah. to that being really good stuff. Don't know, about, I can't yeah. uh, say to mom's cooking, uh, Ash's mom's cooking, but right. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. It's amazing, and I also make pecan like family recipes of uh, pecan pies and fudge pies every year at the holidays. Mm. I always look forward to eating those as well. Yeah, I'm a, well, I have a bit of a baking streak. I, I don't think I've ever talked about that much on uh, here on TNT, but I do like baking. I'm not like nice. an expert or anything, that, but I know that's it. weird to me because yeah. you, you you always say how much you're not really a cooking person, but yet you bake. And I never yeah. bake, but I cook, so I guess that's funny. Right. I guess because like I find baking two halves of a whole easier. chef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess Amy cooks more. I'm assistant chef. Amy's the one who nice. cooks. So let's be honest. <laughs> it's, it's like gotcha. the difference between art and science with baking and cooking. Cooking, you just kind of do what feels right, whereas baking is more following a strict set of instructions and you know being precise in what you do so i don't know yeah 
Anyway, we could probably talk yeah. about food all day. Uh, I could probably oh, spin easily. up a whole new show about food. Uh, Mwapi Mulenga, though, giving me the perfect layup with a $5 super chat. Thank you. Says, Steve Ash and Derek really foretold Chrono Cross Remake. Holy shit. I was like, we were talking about this Wednesday. Anyway, buy Neo, please. Which, uh, agreed <laughs> on both counts. Please buy Neo The World Ends With You. But you did yes. just kind of launch us into our first story. And as I implied, uh, so VGC reports that the upcoming big PlayStation remake is reportedly Chrono Cross and that it could be announced for multiple platforms this Christmas. Uh, the article goes on to say Chrono Cross, which was released on the original PlayStation in 1999, was one of many unannounced titles listed in an NVIDIA database leak in September, a list that the company subsequently admitted was real even if it said the games didn't necessarily exist. The following month, VGC reported on claims that PlayStation was set to announce a remake of a big game this Christmas, which was made, which were made by a musician who said they were involved with its soundtrack. Uh, then it just mentions that a folk, a folk singer whose name I will not try to pronounce, E-A-B-H-A, <laughs> Ebba? I sorry, I just don't know. McMahon, who performs as Ava, told Irish radio station WLR-FM that she had recorded an Irish-language theme for the game, which had yet to be revealed. So uh, I haven't kept... That's brand new. I don't remember any kind of theme. <laughs> yeah, I haven't kept fully up with this story, so I'm not 100% on what we're supposed to see here, but, um, so is this like, a is, is this a new development here? It, it feels like people are connecting dots more so that they're more so than there's like a solid piece of information indicating that yes, Chrono Cross is being remade. Cause I've seen some stuff that makes people think perhaps it's Chrono Trigger instead of Chrono Cross. Which yeah. Yeah. To I me think would make right. a lot more sense. More <laughs> The yeah, I, I think you're right. This is more people connecting the dots. Uh, there is no actual confirmation yet that Chrono Cross is being remade. But, you know, the fact that it now has, has popped up independently of, of, you know, in terms of the right. database leak from a couple months ago, and now these other bespoke sources who are indicating the same thing, maybe there's a there there. And all I can say is... right please please let this be real or chrono trigger that's fine too but just anything that 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 you know reminds square that hey you made these two games these two games are fucking amazing and you should probably do something with them yeah they're in your your catalog remember that you made chrono and i i just oh god i love chrono cross i know it's it's a bit more controversial than than chrono trigger in the sense of some people didn't vibe with it but I think it's fantastic, and I think this game absolutely deserves another shot at just getting as many people as possible to play it. I mean, just a re-release is nice for the fans because it's it's trapped on the PS1, and it's and right. technically PS3 because that's about as much as you got it upgraded, uh, updated. So um, I'd love to have a, a, a simple remaster, remake, whatever. Just get it on modern consoles uh, so I can try it again play it again i i forget how it even came up uh, talking about chrono cross because you know it's not like we were predicting anything we had just seen the nvidia league and all of a sudden news started taking off about this it wasn't like we were it's like oh yes chrono cross that's coming soon i i don't think i don't think that was the idea behind it when we talked about it ash i, I can't remember no not i don't think it necessarily was but i'll take the credit for it i think we yeah, oh yeah absolutely we totally predicted it hell yeah that was <laughs> totally totally yeah uh, <laughs> You know, I I had this thought because um, you know people are debating whether or not it's a 
a remaster or a remake. And I wonder if they'd if 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 this new song by this uh, Irish singer uh, is is a new song. And correct me if I'm wrong. If not, because I do not know if there was an Irish language like theme song uh, in Chrono Cross. It's been too long for me. There is a Celtic um, theme called uh, Radic- or Magical Dreamers. Excuse me. Magical okay, and that, that, I'm guessing that plays during the credits. Yeah, credits and and at a very okay. specific story pivotal story moment in the game i believe it's been a while it, for me too but it's been too long I, I assume that that she was maybe talking about a re-recording of that song okay um maybe. i i it'd be wild to me if they enlisted akira toriyama to recreate <laughs> all of the art for that for cross and like do all the character designs over keep the game basically looking the same but just That'd have uh toriyama redesign all the characters like okay here's the character put them in your style or just have somebody else do it because you know i think most people have toriyama's design down at that point <laughs> yeah that's true i mean just look at toy Bowl, that would be right? a yeah exactly that would be a huge ask though only because you know as we know chrono cross has a cast of over 40 playable characters which can be fairly argued to be one of its weaknesses actually that does kind of yeah. take focus away from the story important characters and and asking a big deal artist like toriyama to redraw or redesign all of those characters in his style would probably be way more expensive. Oh, plus all the NPCs <laughs> and everything else. That is exactly. hundreds of characters. And the thing is, Chrono Cross has an... I know it's not Toriyama, of course, and so it has a different vibe than Chrono Trigger, but Chrono Cross has a very specific, very, I would say, intentionally organic art style that really works so well for the game's whole atmosphere that as much as I love Toriyama's designs for Chrono Trigger, I don't know if I'd want that to be, I don't know if I'd want him to redesign Cross's characters. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I mean, I'm just saying, cause I know that's always been a hotbed, uh, a hot sure. topic for people. Cause it just, it, it's hard to feel like a sequel to Chrono Trigger when the designs are just so radically different. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. I'm the only one here who I, has never played Chrono Cross. So I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> sounds neat. Dude, I, man, you I don't know, think I realized you hadn't. Yeah, I've, I've never even seen it in motion. Really? My brother played it, but for whatever reason, I just never was even in the room when he played it. Oh, oh wow. man. I mean, given that you love Chrono Trigger as much as I do, like, it's obviously one of your all-time favorites, you need to play Cross, man. I will say, uh, my biggest uh, criticism of the game is that specifically as a Chrono Trigger sequel, it's paced very badly. It takes a long time for the Chrono Trigger sequel content to really start just smacking you across the face. But once it does, it is nonstop hype all the way to the end credits. So pacing could be better as a sequel to Chrono Trigger, but it is still, in my opinion, a very good sequel to Chrono Trigger. You just have to put enough hours into it first. Plus, it kind of stands up relatively well on its own because I, as I, I discovered it with does. Ash... Um, I played this before Chrono Trigger, I found out. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was, that was a bit wild. But <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, you, you, you would be surprised at some of the, the plot twists that, that Chrono Cross introduces to the overall lore, Steve. It gets, it gets yeah. pretty dark. I, Chrono Cross do, is do, pretty dark. Yeah. Do, do you know the, uh, setup for Chrono Cross compared to Trigger? Cause tri- Trigger's all. all about time I have, travel. I have zero clue about Chrono Cross. So to oh, just wow. give a very base set, if, especially for anybody who's not played Chrono Cross or doesn't know much about Chrono Cross, while Chrono Trigger is all about time, Cross is all about two different dimensions. And your main character, what is it, Surge or Sergei? I never figured that Surge. out, Ash. Surge. I always said Surge, um, yeah. 
he I forget how, but he somehow ends up in another dimension where it turns out he died as a baby and he doesn't exist. Whoa. And so there are so very stark differences between the two universes and you can go back and forth between the two um, and sort of shift things that way. It doesn't have rippling effects, but you can sort of like this character is having this really rough time, but is having a pretty good time in the other dimension and can sort of use those elements from that other dimension to make their life a little life a little better in the, in the other dimension. So hmm. yeah, some cool really elements to that. Stuff. Um, uh, really quickly since we're on, Oh, go ahead, Steve. I was going to mention Moon Knight. Yeah. Okay. Everybody got it in the live audience chat. Derek's holding his mic. That's totally not something he normally does, but his setup requires I, it today. Yeah. I, I don't have a table yeah. and you can, I have a dog. <laughs> uh, you might, you might've noticed her just sort of hanging out with me on the bed. So She's uh, just sort of doing her own thing. Here. Is that Kiko? I, I tried to. That's Kiko. That's Amy's dog. She, she literally just appeared on screen in in our promote a pet as you were showing her off. So oh, I really? to... <laughs> nice. Yeah, she craves attention. So the fact that I'm on this bed is like, oh, this is just an invitation for me to you know hang out. I love it. Um, nice. Really quickly, since we're on the subject, Dat Alpha Lion in our YouTube chat asks, uh, which version of Chrono Trigger do you recommend? Uh, to someone who's never played it before. And you've already been kind of answered in the uh, chat correctly, in my opinion, but either the DS or the Steam versions. You can't go wrong because it's Chrono Trigger, but DS and Steam versions are the most fully fe fully featured, uh, most you know, accurately translated versions of the game. Uh, there are a couple of things you don't get uh, compared to playing the Super Nintendo version, but overall, I would say play Steam or DS. Do not play the PS1 version. Straight up, don't do it. Stay away. Don't do it. You you can have a good time. That's the version I first played, and I still I had a did. really good time. Yeah, but it is flawed. <laughs> it is very. Yeah. Th there's low times. Yeah, that is sure. that is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I need to read out one more question from our YouTube chat. Uh, it comes from is it Wout or W out or double out? I'm not sure, but W underscore out says hello all. Did you guys see the Scott the Waz Monopoly board? And you know what? I did. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's our second story. I've been seeing y'all mention it, and I've been avoiding answering it because, yes, our second news story of the day concerns our good friend, Scott the Waz. I saw this, and I just thought it was fake. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> I, I thought it was just another joke. This. I'm like, Scott, you got me. That's really funny. But, no, this is actually real. So Scott has partnered with Hasbro to, to introduce an official Scott the Waz Monopoly set, which... I gotta, so I gotta weird. know yeah. if he feels weird about this. Like if it, if it's kind of surreal to him to have a Monopoly set themed around himself and his friends, because I gotta admit, I would find it a little weird if a GVG Monopoly set popped about nowhere. Not saying I wouldn't do it, but um, it is such an interesting world we live in. Uh, right. This is uh all, all proceeds for this are going to charity, though. So this is like a super limited oh, time awesome. thing. Uh, it's through his website. Yeah. Every year, Scott tries to raise money for kids. And this is his latest uh, his latest gamble on that is to uh, introduce a limited edition. I think there's only 5,000 of them uh, oh, wow. available. And I'm strongly considering <clears throat> picking one up because, one, it I mean, kids. That's cool. And, two, it supports one of our friends, which is, I mean, like, yeah. that's doubly cool so uh, I mean, uh let me get hit me more. up scott when you make a uh a, a scott the waz fortune street then i'm really gonna be interested there we go <laughs> scott yeah. street 
and our uh, our, our, our good go. uh, our dear friend John Cartwright is in the is in the comments of the tweet here asking uh, Scott the all important question: Will there be a Switch version? Scott, the question has been put Ooh. to you, man. He had to tell us: Is there going to be a version of, of your Monopoly on Switch? But well, no, I love this, and I love that it's for the kids. It's really cool. This is this is just <laughs> wild. I want to know how this came about because you know. For some reason, Scott's not nominated for Trending Gamer at the uh, Game Awards. I don't right. think, and I don't think any other YouTube creator out there has ever uh, gotten their own Monopoly board. Not Ninja, not as not AVGN, you know, PewDiePie, whoever. None of those guys ever got it, but Scott has. I don't yeah. know if he specifically yeah. set that up. They approached him. I don't know. It is wild. Yeah, I also want to mention that. Uh, you know, obviously I think the, the, what is it? Trending gamer or content creator yeah. of the year, whatever the award is called now is an absolute farce. Like it's always just oh, yeah. streamers, people who only stream, which I think is uh reductive at best. That's the nicest way I can say it. But also, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you said, Scott, Scott made the jump to traditional television this year. Like he's on TV yeah. <laughs> and, and he's still on right. YouTube and he, like he syndicated his YouTube videos on Cartoon Network. Like that is the biggest power move I've seen any YouTuber ever pull off, which I mean, except for like Lily Singh who got like a late night show or something, but I don't really know who she is. Uh, (laughs) And she's not a gamer as far as I understand. So she wouldn't qualify as the patron chat is pointing out. It's G4, not Cartoon Network. Oh, sorry. I maybe maybe I got trolled and I just saw Scott the Waz. Like maybe somebody did like a clever edit, but it looked to me like he was. I saw like off-screen footage of Scott on uh, uh, oh. on Cartoon Network, and maybe I just got tricked by that, which I totally accept. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, no, it was G four. Okay, yeah. that's cool though. That was a me. <laughs> yeah, I have. I mean, no it makes problem. sense. All I know is Scott made the jump to traditional television, which very few folks have done. Um. And that that alone should qualify him at least. But, yeah, right. Yeah, friggin' him or Ger- him or Gerard, really, because Gerard's on G four now too. Yeah. So Gerard is another fantastic content creator that has never been up for that award, I believe. And, and right. ridiculous nope. to me that that they're not. Uh, yes, the completionist is part of G four. In fact, we had him on like just before. So uh, right. <laughs> yeah, I I just think that it it is uh, kind of silly that that Scott or Gerard have never been up for that award. And it seems like they focus very much on like Twitch culture and, and who's making waves there and only there, which I think is just a really small subset of the much larger community of content creators. So what are you going to do though? I mean, I always approach Mm. these awards as like, "Eh, it's cool. They highlight some neat things sometimes, but they, they still miss. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just think that yeah. the content creator award is pretty much always a swing and a miss for me, just because every time I look at that category, I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> I have, I'm the same way. And I'm know, so for, glad for streamers that are supposed to be like really, really big. I just can't yeah. identify a single one of them. Um, same. And I'm yeah. so glad it's not just me. Cause I always feel so out of touch. Like, who are these people? Then, I mean, there was, there was that one time Greg got nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Greg. Right. I mean, occasionally there is a breakout one that, that most people recognize, like Dr. Disrespect for better or worse. I knew who he was. Ninja. I knew who he was. Greg is, is the only one where I was kind of like, yeah, you know, that's, that's my guy up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only yeah. one where I felt like I had 
a vote worth casting. I was just like, yeah, I know who I'd vote for in this one. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Ninja. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, of, well, I'm really not a fan at all of Dr. Disrespect. I don't, yeah, yeah. Man, I, I don't understand his shtick at all. He's like, hey, let me just hop on stream and intentionally be a douchebag for a few hours. And I mean, I get it. It's pandering, but it's, it's just uh, not my thing. Not our man, thing. I, I couldn't sell my soul that hard. I wonder if, like, underneath it all, if Dr. Disrespect is a good guy, but I sincerely, sincerely doubt it. Like, at all. I'm pretty sure I mean, he's I just cast soul. <laughs> I, I mean, I won't cast aspersions, but I agree that I it's just not my kind of shtick. It's like, if it works for him, great, but that's just not my kind of content. You know, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. pretty much. Anyway, yeah. So, congrats um, to Scott. I think it's a really cool thing yeah. he's doing. I think that it, it's I think an it's... achievement in and of itself to get a Monopoly set. It's even cooler that he's just doing it for charity. Like, it's not, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not a power, it's not a money move for him. It's just a way to motivate people to get a really limited piece of merch that's an official piece and is yeah. going to help children, yeah. you know, that need help. So, good on I think you, friend. I, I, um, next time we talk, I think I, I saw him in the patron chat. It's like, 30 bucks too so it's not that expensive either i think it's right i think it's 50 bucks and then it's or Uh-oh. maybe it is 30 bucks or it's like 20 to ship or something 50, depending okay. on where you are Sorry. right that's gonna change but i posted the link in our live audience chat so if you're interested in buying it scroll up and and you can uh you can pick up your own copy i will yeah it's 30 30 dollars of each sale is being donated to charity oh, so it's 50 dollars. Okay. the profits on each one are 30 and all of that is going to charity um got it but yeah, you get like uh, you know, same things you would get with every Monopoly game. The game board, six collectible tokens, which apparently are Scott's the Internet and U Tape, uh, a stack of copies of Madden 08, an old phone, nostalgia me. goggles, the party hat, and a tambourine. And then uh <laughs> I love it. The houses and hotels are renamed shelves and desks. Uh and then there's like uh 16 chance cards, renamed topic wheel cards, 16 community chess cards, renamed K-Swiss bank cards, uh, custom themed money renamed as V cards, (laughs) and then, and then dice. So it it is really cool. It seems like they put some really good effort into making it very Scott the Waz themed, which is, uh, good, good for him, man. Good for him. I think that's really awesome. And like I said, it goes toward a good cause. So even if you're on the fence about whether or not you want a Scott the Waz set, 30, 30 bucks of your purchase goes to kids that need the help. So not really, yeah. not really a, a huge decision in my mind. I, I will, <laughs> if there's, if there's some left after the show's over tonight, I'll go buy one. Uh, nice. Yeah, um, congrats. You want to hit a, hit a couple more topical super chats? Before please do. On please. The yeah. All right. So speaking of this monopoly set, uh, Alan Wilkinson, did you read that one, Steve? Uh, I, wasn't sure if you I did. think I I don't think I did. No, 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 no. Okay, so Alan Wilkinson uh, was our first Super Chat of the day and donated uh, two pounds. Thank you so much, saying Scott the Waz has a Monopoly set. Today got weird. Yes, it did, but it also got awesome because we just got done talking about all the reasons this is cool. It's great for the kids. You know, it's for a good cause. So thank you for that, Alan. Uh, also, we were uh, just shouting out all of, those, all of you amazing Black Friday retail workers out there, one of whom sent a Super Chat, Shadow the Pika, uh, with $2. Thank you so much saying worked black friday managing gamestop i need a nap dude i'm sure you do thank you so much for being here thank you so much for the generous donation and thank you for all of your hard work you are you're a hero 
for doing Black Friday retail. So shout outs to you. Uh, and thank you so much for the super chat. And uh, Hustle Bun donated $4.99. Thank you so much. Saying, watching Encanto with my girlfriend, but I can't wait to listen to this and hear the Chrono Cross talk. What a beautiful game with a fantastic battle system. Well, we did already talk about Chrono Cross, so hopefully you enjoyed the talk. But I agree with you, and I think Derek does too. It is a beautiful game, and it's got a fantastic battle system. So, it still looks really uh, good. If they Even if they did just what they did for Final Fantasy VIII, it would look fantastic. Right, exactly. Uh, totally agree. And then finally, um, let's see. Well, these are all top. These are all topical to Chrono Cross. So really quickly, uh, Captain J Lineback with ten Malaysian ringgits. Thank you so much. Uh, thinking, uh, saying, in my opinion, Chrono Cross needs the remake far more than Chrono Trigger does. I think yeah. that's we can all agree on that. That's a hard agree. Mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger remake would be cool, but it's basically perfect as it is. So yeah. Uh, Pyro Jack Daniel with $5. Thank you very much. Saying, I hope we also get a remake of the Japanese-only game Radical Dreamers, which takes place between Trigger and Cross. Well, it, it doesn't... It, it's Cross is more of a remake than Radi- of, of the Radical Dreamers concept than a sequel to it. Um, it is kind of a mid-cool in a way, but, but Chrono Cross is kind of more of a fully video game remake of the Radical Dreamers concept. But either way, I would love to see Radical Dreamers maintained and carried forward to future generations in such way in, in some way. So thank you, uh, Daniel. And finally, Rec BCQ with a really cool idea and $5. Thank you saying, hear me out, normal art style in one dimension and Toriyama art style in the other dimension. That would be really hype for a remake. You know cool. what? I can't say you're that wrong. That is pretty wild. A pretty damn cool twist, man. And thank you for the uh, super chats, everybody. There, yeah. There is, that would get tricky though, because depending... You get different party members across both dimensions, so you'd have a clashing of art styles at all times. Yeah, true. Tricky or triggery? Now that doesn't quite work. Never mind. Mm. Ignore me. Doesn't quite work. (laughs) Done. All right. I'm just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I don't have like a fancy a fancy uh, transition thought up for our for our next story. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say this one comes from our good friends at Nintendo Life. Let's get that up on screen. All right. And I realize now I was just going to jump in like everybody knows what this is, but uh, there's a console out there called the Poly Mega, and it's been around for a few years. I uh, it only recently actually released, but I've previewed this thing twice in the past, uh, once at E3 2018 and once at E3 2019. And uh, at the time, it was on the verge of release, and then COVID happened, and everything got shot to hell, and it only recently started making its way into people's hands. But uh, the interesting part of this story here is not what the Polymega is, but I'll explain that really quickly. It's a retro console that relies on emulation to play your original games, meaning that uh, it can play... Sega Saturn, PlayStation 1, Super NES, NES, uh, and a whole bunch of other consoles with the original cartridges. It accomplishes that by having these kind of removable modules. So it's like a flat platform and you snap on a cartridge slot to it. And then that enables it to play these other games. And uh, Polymega just recently exclusively announced through Nintendo Life that they are releasing an N64 module with a redesigned N64 controller. Uh, and it's got like, a, let's see, the whole list here is NES, Super NES, Genesis, TurboGrafx-16, and then uh, Sega CD, Sega Saturn, PlayStation, and TurboGrafx and Neo Geo CDs. So 
pretty pretty hefty list of things that it can do here but it comes at a price these consoles uh once you get like all the modules and stuff you're you're well into like the 600 700 dollar range Ooh. on this thing so it behooves i mean you if you have a neo geo, geo you had some money <laughs> true yeah. true yeah um well i guess i know what i'm putting on my uh holiday list uh not that i i it, don't think i did something so pricey but man that's it, it seems really I, attractive I mean, it's great if you're uh, streaming a bunch of old games from original software. Uh, cuts down on cords. Yeah, that's for sure. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Is it would be nice to have one right here in my office because I have so I I have all my old cartridges, all my old CDs. Like same. I haven't sold any of my old games, so I've always wanted something like the Retron or this to be able just to utilize those old cartridges and not have to worry about you know ROMs and all that kind of squeaky stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a bit pricey, but I, I would be in the mon- the market for this, you know, kind of long term, I think. Yeah, and I, I, I think that, you know, I've played it a few times. It's very accurate. Like, it, it reproduces games uh, the way I remember them playing, at least. You know, I'm obviously not going to go full digital foundry and, <laughs> and verify <laughs> that all the frame hiccups occur at the same places. Uh, but, you know, to the casual observer, it feels like a really good system. And I'm kind of excited for this, but it kicks off a discussion that I, I've been wanting to have for a while. So I thought we'd dip our toe in the water of it. And that is, where the hell is an official Nintendo 64 Mini or, or something from Nintendo that yeah. provides us with this? And I don't want to hear Switch Online. We we know how that has played out so <laughs> far. But do we think Nintendo's going to even try to address this? Can they? I don't even. I think that fad's gone because Nintendo did the two, and then they just sort of dipped out. Everybody thought there'd be another one. Everybody's excited for another one. That like, you could get most of the best games on N sixty four onto a single N sixty four cons uh, mini console, and people would be ecstatic. It just never came to be, and I have no idea why. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of don't think they're gonna. I think I don't think they're gonna do the mini like no. the N sixty four mini. And people in our in our live audience chat seem to agree. Uh, Nintendo has very has kind of messaged that they seem to be done with the concept, and it may just begin and end with the NES and SNES. And especially with Switch Online, and given what they're asking for it, I, I feel like it would just kind of cannibalize the expansion pack's own potential by now that my, by then releasing an N sixty four you know unit that presumably has more games on it, including the ones that are on the Switch Online service. So. It just doesn't seem like it's in the cards. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm inclined to agree at this point. I feel like Nintendo maybe considered it at one point and decided to take this alternate route. Uh, Wataniac in our in our live uh, patron chat correctly points out that just the N64 controller is fifty bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so but that Nintendo... one's wireless and all that. So I... <laughs> yeah, it adds some functionality. It's got built-in <laughs> Rumble. It's got wireless. So, so it is a bit more expensive than what you would probably get, but it's still, yeah, it it, it feels I, like Nintendo wants that subscription money more than they want to sell us another piece of hardware. Yeah, especially because, um, you know, it'd be great for uh, consumers to get the N64 Classic and have it still work the same way as the SNES and NES Classic, and that's weird. There's all these... Um, other games on there that I didn't plan on. That's that, that's that's how they end up there. That's that's odd. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really easy to play because I have the original controller. Man, that's nice. I mean, it's that's just so odd. I have a feeling that's a that might be a reason why they kind of stepped away from that because it was really easy to have those magically appear. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, I I have uh, I I managed to get on an NES Classic a prototype of SimCity working, uh, just because I was like, ooh, I could play like an unfinished, never released uh, NES game on an NES controller. I'm I'm down for that. <laughs> and it took like maybe right. five minutes. It really wasn't nearly as hard as mm-hmm. it should have been. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Nintendo probably, you know, they've always been kind of raised earth when it comes to piracy countermeasures. You know, if, if they can find a way to, to burn that bridge behind them, they'll do it. And I mean, N- Nintendo has historically been hilariously inept at implementing those things, but they definitely try. Um, I remember reading somewhere a very long time ago that there was some kind of internal password in the Wii and the GameCube that was uh, meant to prevent people from run- running pirated software. And between the two consoles, all Nintendo did was change the capitalization on one letter in the password. <laughs> like, people had cracked That's it so years good. prior, and they are like, we'll, we'll throw an uppercase letter in there. That'll throw them off. That'll that'll <laughs> work. As a result, it's, it's so it's so hours. simple that they'll never they'll never think of it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Nintendo's Nintendo's definitely uh, interesting when it comes to that stuff. But I am excited for this Polymega thing. I think that if they were able to dramatically reduce the price, like you can buy just the console and the modules you want, which brings it way down underneath that high, you know, six hundred seven hundred dollar mark. But if they were able to just take all of these things and offer them at like. 300 bucks just to have like an all-in-one jack of all trades you know retro console with hdmi uh, i think that those sales numbers would shoot up instantly like it would be a really really uh hot hot ticket item i'm looking forward to hopefully picking one up you know when i can (laughs) but uh (laughs) yeah we'll we'll go ahead and you know i i'd love to see n64 games I'm, i'm not sure how the emulation works but it seems to run just fine Hopefully we'll we'll see more of this. I think they're targeting February 2022, so we're not that far off from when this N64 module comes out. But the console apparently is out there now. I don't think you can get it though. I think they're still fulfilling like pre-orders at this point. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. Fun stuff. Polymega, go check it out. I previewed it for Nintendo yeah. Life like 2 years ago or 3 years ago. Some <laughs> some absurd I didn't realize it had taken so long to come point. out. Yeah, I mean, it does seem complex yeah. uh, in order to get all that to work, and especially have it to be, I guess, future-proof for later modules. Yeah, right. Yeah, Whatever you have true. to do, I don't know. We'll we'll find out, right? Well, maybe we will. I'm, I'm yeah. I make no promises. <laughs> Polymega, you want to send us one? We'll check it out. We'll let we'll let everybody know how it works. Hopefully, yeah, it works really well though. If you send us one, we have we have a lot of retro games that to try out these i don't have a neo geo but i can try out most of those uh modules yeah i've got like some old saturn games kicking around and ps1 games yeah. and i definitely have yeah. nes and super nes games floating around i will i will suffer Same. through bug for you there you go <laughs> oh god it's so funny i actually remember uh enjoying that game and i know it wasn't good in hindsight but as a kid, I remember liking it for some reason. I'm sure if I went back to it today, I couldn't get past the second world, and I was just through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I have a I have a piece of breaking news. Oh, Our good. We were on the same news. wavelength. I was just looking myself. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice, nice. So uh, we just had someone uh, new join the producer squad. Virtua Master is our Ooh. latest patron to join the producer squad. Uh, which, uh, if you're curious, can do cool thing, get cool perks like vote on the topics of our weekly discussions and things like that. Thank you so much, Virtual Master, and welcome to the to the squad. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. We also had uh, Geller earlier in the show update their pledge from uh, EP Squad to, I believe, Promote a Pet. I, I think Ooh. they jumped up a, a tier. They did, yep. So, nice. welcome. I will be pestering you for a photo of your dog, cat, lizard, or whatever you got. And we will uh, get it on screen on the very next episode that we can. So, uh, welcome welcome to the Promote a Pet tier. Uh, and we are uh, pleased to have you. Thank you guys so much for your generosity. It means the world to us. And it helps us do cool things. We actually had a really fun discussion about future plans for the channel earlier today that I can't disclose yet. But... Uh, yes. Suffice it to say, our second year in business is going to be way better than our first. <laughs> yeah, we're kind Ex- of excited. Exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to being able to talk about it. Um, yeah. Speaking of exciting and stuff, and maybe crazy stuff, we have a new crazy question from our good Jaden. Oh, that's our right. Good friend Jaden Buck, you guys. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Five dollars uh, for uh, from Jaden Buck through super chat. Thank you so much. Crazy question Friday's crazy question number eighteen. How long does it take you to pass out after eating Thanksgiving dinner? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, hmm. Usually, Ooh. I don't usually pass out. I guess I get really lethargic, but as long as I'm doing something like watching a movie or playing, you know, games or something, you know, video games, I don't usually pass out until my usual when I would normally go to sleep. So I actually, I avoid the whole, you know, food coma passing out thing usually. For me, probably 20 minutes i'm not gonna lie i get really tired. <laughs> awesome nice i i i'm gonna say like 38 minutes to an hour it doesn't it didn't happen this year but in past years it would be really easy to uh get on a nice comfy couch at my, at my grandparents place and just like they'd have some sort of movie on and just like well i'm out mm-hmm. <laughs> and just take a nice little nap and then we get up and play uh uh this simple card betting card game <laughs> Hey, that sounds great. Nice. Those, yeah. those, those naps where your body just makes you take them are the best ones, in my opinion. Yeah, because then you wake up. It's like, oh, it's dessert time. Cool. <laughs> yeah, nice. Time to eat again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. And nice. Uh, thank, thank you for all the I, we look forward to these questions. Every yeah. Week. Thank you. Seriously. Jane. Jane, and thank uh, you. And also, uh, Jonathan Mota weighing in with five dollars saying uh, thank you very much saying would love to see a new entry to the series, but a cross remake would be boss. Agreed. No, no yeah. argument here, man. Completely agree oh, on all that. I finally play it. If if Square yes. Enix could pull off a Metroid Dread and have Chrono Break come out after how many years, that'd be amazing. Oh wow! You'd see us flip in the same way. Yep. Yeah. One hundred percent. That would be wild. All right. Before we move on to our next story, uh, Brian Calabro with $5 says, uh, that's really awesome to hear. The first year was amazing. So the second one will be incredible. We can't wait to share with you what our plans are for year two. We can't yet. We're not even close, close enough to it, but it's, it's a bright spot in my day today. So I wanted to mention it. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Here's, here's something that I think will make y'all laugh. Let me pull up our next story on screen. So this comes to us courtesy directly from Xbox, and uh, this is Xbox is celebrating their 20th anniversary of the Xbox brand, and they mention uh, that in the spring of 2000, they just tried to buy Nintendo because why not? That seems like a good choice to make yeah, <laughs> if you're I mean, if you're Microsoft good idea. And you have the money. Uh, this anecdote has been told before, uh, so it's not like it's a new revelation that Microsoft approached Nintendo with an offer. Um, and, and the story has gone, you know, is kind of something of a gaming industry urban legend at this point where, you know, they talk about how, uh, Microsoft, you know, got their finest 
uh, folks like top brass from from their gaming division to sit Nintendo down and, and try to work out a, a future where Microsoft owns Nintendo and Nintendo just laughed them out of the room. They were like, you guys are dumb. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, apparently though, so Microsoft as part of their, their 20th anniversary celebration is, is retelling the story with a bit more detail because they just uploaded a, a, a mostly redacted, but it's a picture of the letter that they sent to initiate this meeting where they got laughed out of the room. And apparently it is between Rick Thompson, who at that point was Microsoft's vice president of hardware. Um, and it is sent to a name I don't recognize, which is uh, Jacqueline Story, who was the EVP of business affairs at Nintendo of America at the time. And uh, I'll just read what we can read off of this. And it says, I appreciate you taking the time to arrange a meeting with Mr. Takeda and Mr. Yamauchi. For those of you who don't remember, uh, Mr. Yamauchi is referring to Hiroshi Yamauchi, the then president of Nintendo, who has long since passed away. Uh, but it says, Mr. Yamauchi, to discuss a possible strategic partnership between Nintendo and Microsoft on future video game platforms. I understand Mr. Takeda's concerns, which that is Genyo Takeda, who, again, has a long history with Nintendo in, in their hardware development. And uh, says, concerns about the partner uh, possible partnership, and we'll try to something, the guidelines that he has requested. Uh, then it goes on to mention... You know, they're working on a strategic alliance to work together on future video game projects. Uh, mentions that they will, you know, they want to continue the development of their Xbox project, which means Nintendo, you know, was aware that Microsoft was working on the Xbox at this time. And uh, they mentioned that they want to help make Dolphin the best video game platform it can be, which is really interesting, which means that they were kind of aware of the GameCube right. at the codename stage in its development, you know, and of course... There's uh there's more to that letter that we can't really see, but yeah, it's uh it's definitely interesting. I don't know if that's like the original letter or if they just kind of like type something out because it is kind of weirdly formatted. Like it's all uppercase, mm -hmm. everything in it. Um, and then on yeah. top of that, there's spelling errors that you can find in there that I feel like wouldn't go out in an official "We want to buy you" letter. <laughs> um, right. It, it's so I'm wondering if maybe they just like, you know. Took, took a transcript of it and retyped it and uh, put it up on the website because I doubt they found and scanned like the original document but oh, yeah it is cool though that they're willing to share even some version of this you know even you if know, it isn't it... the exact wording or whatever it's just fun it's cool and fun that they're able to look back on this have a good laugh about it you know I think we can all agree and probably it's... I mean Microsoft I'm sure would have loved it to have bought them out but I think we can all agree it's sure a damn good thing they didn't because of where we all are now now nintendo and microsoft are ostensibly in bed together still doing their own things and doing what they do so well but also willing to collaborate and i think that's better for all of us i yeah i mean it really ties into the whole idea of the friendlier xbox that we're seeing right now where they're just all about the gamers all about the backwards compatibility just trying to get this um vibe out there that's very different from what they were putting out there with xbox one and, you know, it's it's a fun, like, let's laugh at ourselves uh, type thing. It works. It's an infamous story. It is a ridiculous yeah. story because I think most people who hear that story just laugh at the idea of it because it is utterly ridiculous. Like, and it's even Nintendo at their lowest. Nintendo would have to be really bad shape for them to take that off. And we know about their war chest. So uh, that, that right. that's all that. Also, real quick, uh, 
Lady Pelvic is in the uh, chat right now. Free yeah. early from her retail <laughs> hell, hell. So congrats on that. Nice. Congrats <laughs> on getting off early. That's awesome. For those of you who don't know, we actually had reached out to her to, to have her on as our guest today. But unfortunately, she couldn't make it because she had work. Um, so, But we're going to get like you back Friday on. Friday stole her from us. It's not yeah, fair. Exactly. Right? But we are bound and determined to get you back on lady pelvic we would love to have you on the show again and thanks for popping into our chat and hanging out with us and we're really glad you got off early congrats on that yeah absolutely but yeah it's it's an interesting thing to see microsoft just kind of you know look back and laugh at the fact that they kind of like out of the gate with with not even a console under their belt tried to buy nintendo (laughs) like convince them hey we know what we're doing We've made half of a console by now. You should definitely uh-huh. let us own you. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We already got Sega. We're already working with Sega. They're helping us get our online our online stuff uh set up, so let's get Nintendo. Why not? Yeah. I still love I still love Kevin Bacchus's uh like a, a, an original description of how that meeting played out and and for those of you who don't know Kevin Bacchus was uh, Microsoft's former director of third-party relations. And the way he sums it up as uh recounted on Kotaku here is that former Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer made us made us go meet with Nintendo to see if they would consider being acquired. <laughs> they just laughed their asses off. Like, imagine an hour of somebody just laughing at you. That was kind of how the meeting went. <laughs> and I can see it I, in my mind. Oh, yeah. I can just see it happening. Oh, I can't I, imagine love, how horrific These idiotic Americans thinking they can just come in and buy our stuff. Like, yeah, it's... <laughs> Well, I also I love the fact that awful. they didn't bother to like meet with someone directly at NCL. They tried to like funnel it through NOA, which shows you uh-huh. like how backwards the attempt at was to begin with. They're like, yeah, just get the American guys on the phone, <laughs> get the marketing yeah. arm on the phone, and we'll just start there and work our yeah. way up. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I've read. Good. If you've never read, uh, oh god, I hate that I can't. You know what? Hold on. Before I say it, I'm going to just Google his name. Uh, I think I know. I think it's Blake Harris, but I want to make sure. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it is Blake Harris. So if you've never read Console Wars by Blake Harris, uh, that is a great place to start with just how funny uh, the business dealings of like the big the big three and by big three at the time I'm talking about the nineties. So I'm talking about Sega, Nintendo and Sony, but how hilariously weird it was behind the scenes back then, because it kind of looks at a lot of stuff through the eyes of Sega, because that's who Blake was able to interview most prominently for his book. Um, But you find out that there's just like all these weird things that happen, especially with uh, American companies approaching Japanese companies to do business. And like, Japanese companies just taking all these kind of like courtesy meetings, like showing them respect by taking the meeting, but having already decided like, yeah, we're not doing business with you at all. We're just going to sit through the meeting. And there's this one hilarious, hilarious uh, anecdote with the creators of the tech in the Wiimote. And apparently they pitched it to like everybody but Nintendo first. And if I remember correctly, the way it went was like, at one point, Sony was like, we will buy this tech from you if we can produce it for a nickel. And the guy was like, what? This is like millions of dollars of technology. Yeah. Of course you yeah. can't do that. And he like, he's just talking about how he knew they were intentionally setting like impossible terms. So that uh-huh. he's just like, so we're, 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 we're stuck in this meeting. We're going to mess with you. Yeah. 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 Pretty yeah. much. So Jeez. yeah, Nintendo, Nintendo ended up, uh, you know, 
making the right call on that one, apparently, with the Wii. But, yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny that, like, everybody but Nintendo had a shot at making the Wii, essentially. And they all, like, laughed him out of the room. And then Nintendo, I'm... apparently, like, it was a heated moment where there, the room was literally split, like, on two sides, you know, with people arguing for and against the motion tech that ended up becoming the Wii remote. And finally, like, one guy just got super pissed and told them all shut up. And he's like, yeah, we're doing it. We're buying it. I just decided. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure that man got a promotion. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. It It is... I think only Nintendo could have made that work because everybody else would have made that a separate accessory. Like yep. make it the focus focus of the Wii. That is what made it, it made it a success because oh, peripherals absolutely. did not work. Right. Yep. I right. agree one hundred percent. If that was a peripheral, no one would have bought it. But because mm-hmm. it right. had to, it was so integral to the console experience. That is what absolutely made it the success that it was, and nobody was able to replicate it. I actually just watched. Uh, Derek from Stop Skeletons from Fighting put out a fantastic video on the history of Xbox, uh, specifically the Xbox One and, you know, Connect. And I was like, wow, that is, yeah, Microsoft absolutely tried to replicate Nintendo's strategy with the Xbox One. They force you to have a Connect. And then that exploded in their faces (laughs) really, really badly. Yeah. Yeah, sure did. Especially because the time was over for that sort of tech. Yep. I think people realize that the Wii was a remarkable platform, uh, but it didn't have, like, it had a very poor attach rate. Like, people would buy one or two games for their Wii, by and large, and that was it. Like, it was their Wii Sports machine, and that Mm -hmm. was all. So, like, the vast majority of those hundred-something million units that Nintendo sold were just Wii Sports boxes. And then, you know, it was... Your, your core audience, folks like us, were the only ones really buying, like, your Zeldas and your, you know, Super Mario Galaxy, which, man, if you had a Wii and you didn't buy Super Mario Galaxy, I want to fight you, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is that is a whole whole other thing. Anyway, yeah. I could I could probably go on forever about, about motion tech and interesting stuff, but, yeah, Microsoft tried to buy Nintendo in 1999, appropriately got laughed out of the room, and had the uh, good humor about it 21 years later to publish the 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 offer which i think is really cool of them uh if you haven't checked out microsoft's xbox 20th anniversary website you absolutely should if and this is the the if that comes attached to it uh if you have ever played xbox before and the reason i say that is this is just one part of an online interactive museum that you walk through as yourself and it will also highlight your history with xbox if you've had an account for any period of time Hmm. so for instance mine is really embarrassing it shows that uh i started playing xbox live in 2004 which is a year after it launched and that my most played game across all their platforms of all time is super street fighter 4 and my second wow. most played game of all time across all their platforms is regular Street Fighter 4. That's fantastic. That wow. Is. So we all know where my heart lies. I'm a Capcom boy through and through, kind of, I guess. But... So who was your Street Fighter 4 main for all those, for all those years? Oh, it's Ryu and Ibuki. Oh, Ryu. Ryu and Ibuki okay. in Street Fighter 4. Uh, I pre- I see, I can appreciate Ibuki. Yeah. I love Ibuki. Oh, she's cool. so technical in Street Fighter 4. I think they made her too technical in Street Fighter 5. She's I, I don't like her in five at all. And that's disappointing yeah. to me because I love her in three, love her in four, can't stand her in five. But mm. that's how I am with Sakura. Sakura is like my favorite Street Fighter character, and I love her in four. I love her in the Alpha games. 
can't stand her in five. Well, not can't stand her, but I don't enjoy playing her as much in five. Yeah, Sakura is a great character too. I I wish that they yeah. they they made so many weird changes to characters in five. Uh, you know, not even yeah, just mechanically, but also visually. Banana hair Ken will be burned into my memory forever. <laughs> ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. Uh, Pelvic throwing down the gauntlet. You say you're a Capcom boy. Do you like Ace Attorney and Breath of Fire? I've I've never played Ace Attorney, but I do like me some Breath of Fire. I I have. Dude. And in fact, when we were talking Polymega earlier, I was going to mention that. I will absolutely throw my copy of Breath of Fire three nice. at it because I have. I think I, it's sweet. Yeah. See, I, I'm, the I'm the opposite. opposite. Yeah. yeah, I'm all Ace Attorney. I've not played a Breath of Fire. I should, but I just haven't had a chance. When I, when I, yeah. The first time I heard about I Breath of Fire was five, and I didn't. That was so mixed. I wasn't sure about it, so I just sort of stayed away. Yeah. Hmm. No, no. Yeah. I've always meant to go back and play the Breath of Fire games, but I'm I'm an Ace Attorney boy myself. I uh, I between those two. I mean, Ace Attorney. I love it to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I remember correctly, Breath of Fire, and I always remember 90s gaming ads and magazines for some reason, but if I remember Breath of Fire's box art, one of the three SNES entries having, like, the main character holding his hand out, like, well, I guess I need to put it in frame, like this, and then they mm-hmm. just photoshopped the box of his own game with him doing this into his hand. <laughs> and I remember as a kid being like, that's going to give me nightmares. I don't like that. That is very uh-huh. concerning to me. How did he get on the box if he's... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I thought way too hard about it when I was younger. All right. Well, this show has to end sometime, which means that I have to get to our last story, which coincidentally is also about something ending. That's the best I can muster today. <laughs> anyway, uh, this comes by way of stealth, but Nintendo has just revealed that the final free update for Mario Golf Super Rush is out now. Uh, they added Wiggler and Shy Guy as playable characters, and we've got two new courses, Shelltop Sanctuary and All-Star Summit. And I really, really like the look of All-Star Summit. Like, it has Same. classic it's 8-bit cool. era Mario art. And I say 8-bit era Mario art because to me it looks more like the art from, like, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, as opposed to like anything that they they really have officially put out from Japan in a long time. Um, it's got it's yeah. well, it, it revives that classic art style in the same way Super Mario 3D World did. Yeah, which you know where you have the character art in that classic style, and it's really cool. I agree with you. I love this. I also didn't. I don't know how I feel about Wiggler holding a golf club. I'm not sure whether I needed. I never knew I needed this, and I did. Or I never needed to see this. I'm not, I'm kind of going well, both ways on it. I I found out that Wiggler has a mechanic because uh, I've not tried this update yet. Um, but he has a mechanic where if he gets angry, he is I think hits twenty five percent harder and I think runs twenty five percent faster. That's cool. nice. That's actually so really cool. That that is that is a really cool mechanic, and I it made me realize oh he's basically Happy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. And but then, of course, does... he got shy guy just holding, you know, holding, swinging the club with one arm because he's a shy guy. Of course, he's just going to do that. And uh-huh. I love shy guys. I'm I'm looking <laughs> at the art, or, or rather, the screenshot of Wiggler holding the club, and I gotta agree, Ash. It feels kind of cursed. Like it's really weird, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like it too much. I didn't know I mean, Wiggler I, I had Wiggler hands. As an enemy, but... Am I? I think he. I know, think he's always had I don't hands. Think I did I thought he always just had the feet. I don't yeah, think I he's he ever just, had. Happy Madison, I'm, Happy I'm Gilmore now because, oh yeah, I don't Wiggler remember Anatomy Wiggler ever having hands. Oh no, Wiggler has no. Wiggler has not always had hands. I, 
He I hasn't. <laughs> That's going in out of context. No, Wiggler has not always had hands. Oh my god. Like this, to, is, this is the more we go down the rabbit hole on this. Also, did you know that Wiggler like is Wiggler also in Winnie the Pooh? One of the Wait, only what? pictures I could find of Wiggler, which is definitely from Mario Brothers with hands, is on a Winnie the Pooh f- fan wiki. What the hell? Called yeah, Pooh's oh, Adventures. Yeah. Why is Wiggler in a Winnie the it's Pooh t- fan wiki? I have this no idea. Took a super okay. weird turn. I have so many questions. That is okay. It, for right? some reason, it throws me off that Wiggly did not have hand, always have hands, and then I see it. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And but yeah. no, Game and Watch Gallery Four. I'm looking at his gallery and then the Mario Wiki. He has hands. He has what? these blue glo- He has blue gloves in in that. So all the way back to Game and Watch Gallery Four, he had hands. Well, and and on the Pooh's Adventures wiki, the the main render of Wiggler is a Wiggler with hands, and the, the description even says a Wiggler with hands. So I don't know exactly. Does this what, just what mean that he has hands like that underneath each of his boots? Oh God! Oh, oh God. no! Yeah, but in Super that Mario Party, Wiggler is, right? doesn't have hands. In New Super Mario Brothers U, Wiggler doesn't have hands. In Mario Party Eight, Wiggler doesn't have hands. I think we're so. Is there like two classes of Wigglers, like handed Wigglers and unhanded Wigglers? And if so, which one is it? Like a rare mutation, God. like becoming. God, if we a still did episode titles, if we still did up episode titles with these things, it would totally be unhand me Wiggler. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent, or something like that. Absolutely. I just didn't think we'd get into uh, get into the weeds on on the history of Wiggler evolution and anatomy today, but uh, here we are. I, I'm still, Why not? I am still convinced that each shoe contains hands like that. Oh, oh so that is weird. somehow more unsettling. <laughs> like, <laughs> just knowing that they have nothing but hands and choose to wear shoes. I don't know what's well, worth. Although I, thinking I, about I, like a wiggler like just coming towards you I with mean, nothing but like Mario gloved hands makes it so much yeah. more menacing. Like just I, pawing yeah, their way does. through the sand. I, I, I feel like this is just the next evolution of the how does Wiggler wear pants? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And Wayfaring Spartan in our YouTube chat says, uh, are we entering the Spider-Man X Lucina rabbit hole? And I don't know what that is, but I don't want to know. I I'm afraid like there's probably are some not entering of holes that goes on when you get there, though. <laughs> God, we are we are entering a completely different hole about Wiggler Anatomy, and that's its own weird thing. But I don't want to know about this Spider-Man X Lucina thing, man. That's That's weird. Oh man, this is I don't Let's even see. I oh, have to look uh, at Oh our, my our god. Oh, oh my god. So they just give us a link to this Pooh Adventures wiki and like apparently trending pages on it and includes Ash Ketchum, Claw from <laughs> Paw Patrol, several characters characters from Winx Club, Dr. Eggman Nega, the clowns from Dumbo, and Elsa. Because of course they've all been in Pooh's Adventures. What a weird wiki. <laughs> yeah. I want to live here. That's my yeah, the worst right? thing we've discovered Wait, on this show. Look at the look at the the title page where they have all the characters, like just all these random characters hanging out, including the Power Rangers and the Penguins of Madagascar in Honey uh, Pooh's tree. What I think the- we found the I think we found the glitch of the Matrix, you guys. I what think is this? We wiki? just found proof that the Matrix exists and we're living in it. We found the glitch. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is unsettling and bizarre. 
Um, our very own Daniel, uh, Evernight Studio, says this is reaching the cursed territory of Kirby's feet under his red shoes. It's oh, either no. reached that territory or it's it's already blown right past it, man. I'm not sure which, but we're definitely in that that area of cursed territory. Yeah, this is this is oh, definitely man. strange. Yeah, I think we I... stumbled upon a troll wiki. That's oh, that is the only thing I can come up yeah. with because this is actually. Okay, you want to talk about rabbit holes. Ash, I, I'm on Ash's page, and it eventually goes, I'm scrolling down to see all the like his relations to other characters, and eventually get down to the Digi-Destined and their Digimon, and how his how he relates to the Digimon <laughs> character. Okay, it's definitely a, it's just a, it's a troll oh, wiki then. Oh, it totally yeah. is. It totally is. Okay, what's his relationship to Winnie the Pooh? Okay, here's the entry. Ash and Pooh have had a close bond since the day he met Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, Tigger, uh, Rabbit, and Eeyore as he learned they are friends with Christopher Robin. The two have been through a lot of exciting adventures together. What the? I love it. This is so weird. This is but, kind hey, of amazing. Mario Golf, y'all. Who, who knew that we'd go from Mario Golf's last update to whatever the hell we just talked about for the past five, ten minutes? Hey. Um, I, you know, that's, yeah. This has gotten some good support. You know, yeah, um, it has. And oh, go ahead, Derek. I was just saying, it's like this is a nice way to end off on. This is I. It feels like it's been fully fleshed out by this point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it does. And it kind of just makes me. It kind of whets my appetite for whatever they're presumably going to do with Mario Party Superstars. I'm. I really want some DLC info, man. Like we, that, we got that data mine that that clearly indicated DLC is probably on the way. We just don't know what it's going to be, you know, probably new boards. Are they going to be paid free? All I know is I want it and I want to see it. And I hope that it gets the same kind of post-launch free DLC support that Mario Golf has gotten because it's, it's been good support. I agree with you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayfaring Spartan, uh, there is a GVG out of context Twitter. Uh, I believe it's just twitter.com slash GVG OOC. It's run by our community member Kitty Kong Facts. Uh, and, and there's a lot of yes. embarrassing stuff already on it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's oh, yes. Uh, before um, we end the show, 2J723 with a $5 super chat says there's a Nick show where they accidentally used a Pooh's Adventure poster for the SpongeBob movie instead of the actual poster. Which, okay. <laughs> That's so weird. I didn't know that. Right. Influence reaches far and wide. And, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. so. A little Thank bit early, we, we all, a little bit early, we also got uh, Vedron Hotik with a $5 super chat asking, any good games you're looking for good deals on this season? Have, and uh, and uh, wishing us a happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you very much. Hope, we, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And honestly, I'm just going to be going, going through my Switch wish list, see what's on sale for uh, some st- stuff I'm going to be getting upcoming. I don't have a lot of extra money to spend on, so I'm not really going to spend a lot uh, this this right. uh, Black Friday. Yeah, I uh, I mentioned this earlier, Vedron, at the beginning of the show, but I was able to nab Guardians of the Galaxy for thirty bucks, essentially half off. It I think they're doing it everywhere: Target, Amazon, Best Buy. Uh, and yes, I thought that was a great deal given the amazing things I've heard about the game. And then we were talking earlier about how apparently, um, oh God, was it, uh, uh, Neo, the world ends with you is on sale at Walmart for $15, which I'm going to try to get in on if I can, cause that's a great deal. Um, beyond that, that's it. I, again, I, yeah, I'm not trying to spend too much money right now, juggling a few different things. So yeah, but guardians for 30 bucks, I, I grabbed that right away. Um, by the way, I did want to do one last shout out. Uh, there was one super chat earlier and I wanted to, this is pretty cool. So I wanted to highlight it at the end of the show. 
uh, RecBCQ with $5. Thank you so much. Saying, update on my show. It opened and closed last weekend. People really seem to like it. We're doing another run to film it, but we did really well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. And thank you for the update, because I know you've been telling us how your show was going, and you were going to tell us how it went. Thank you for telling us how it went, and congratulations, man. That's badass, and we're so happy. That is really cool. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, good vibes. Yeah, indeed. With that, we have reached the end of today's show. Uh, Real quick for Jared Helder with a Canadian $2 Super Chat. Which do you prefer, Mario Golf or tennis? Uh, Tennis for me. Feels more like a fighting game. Tennis for me. Yeah, mm, I'll be different to say golf. I don't play either a lot, but I, I like golf. That's fair. They're both great games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you know what we do at the end of each episode? We have to give a thank you to all of our YouTube subscribers, viewers, patrons, big and small. Y'all help make this show happen. We couldn't do any of this without you. Uh, but we do have to give a special thank you to our patrons at the producer tier and above. You guys really are kind of uh a huge driving force for us. And we just had someone new at it. Unfortunately, I I wasn't able to get your name on the list in time, uh, but virtual master, I'll, I'll make sure that you're in the credits for the next episode. Uh, I do have to also give an extra special shout out to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. Y'all know who you are, but just in case you forgot, (laughs) those fine folks include Brandon Bovia, Rob, Arman X, Fangs, Dan and Twistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Romsky 113, Critter XD, Kitty Kongfax, Angel Martinez, Vedran Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Pagrema, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Orem M, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kayet, Kit Fisto, Kenneth Lee Stingle, Deanith, Kota, Sci-Fi Lullabies, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoovy, Too Much Spaghetti, Mega Conrad, Askron809, Rioner, Ditto M, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Pandotter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, My Mom, Hi Mom, Kotar Peck, Scuff196, Kane Woolley, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jersick, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Town Darling, Dinner Sonic, Darik, Jeff Ed, Twilord, Maddie, Stag Nasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brandon Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Rizmon, Calvin Atkinson, Tiffany Thomas, Hinaru77, and finally, Jessica Toad. Woo! Woo! See, I joined you that time, Ash. Hell yeah, you did. 
<laughs> you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming where we have a ton of different options to help you be- join the best online community anywhere on these here internets as low as one dollar per month gets you into our discord uh we did just receive a super sticker of like a cool dinosaur with a thumbs up from uh sire 3mk <laughs> thank you so much uh but whether you support us by subscribing on youtube or just liking and watching our videos, sharing them, whatever it is you do. We appreciate all of the love and support you show us each and every episode of the show. Quick reminder, we are closing in on 71,000 subscribers, which puts us four away from one of you winning this Switch OLED that is behind me. This is a brand new, still sealed Nintendo Switch OLED model that we desperately want to give to one of you. All you got to do is be 4,000 away. Yeah. Yeah. 4,000 away. Yeah. I, I said we were close to 70. Yeah. We're, we're 4,000 away. When we hit 75K, if you're subscribed, you're eligible. Uh, we will pick a random winner from our subscribers, and we will ship this thing out to you. So if you have your eye on the new Nintendo Switch this holiday season, hopefully we can get it out to you by then. Who knows? Anyway, thank you all so much for watching. We are headed to the post show, which our live audience members and above get to enjoy as part of their Patreon perks. Uh, uh, we will be back tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? For our Sunday is our EP Sunday. Stream. We will be back Sunday, Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific. 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern for our next executive producer stream where we play games live on our Twitch channel with our executive producers and above. Uh, the game selections, I believe, are Fall Guys and Halo Infinite. So if you want to join us, yes. just join our EP squad. You can find out more over at patreon.com slash gvgaming. That is it for us for tonight. We will see you all next time. And until then, good night and good vibes. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.